Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show. This week we are looking at getting ready for the end of the financial year. It's June 30, it's around the corner and there are some critically important action steps to take. We'll go through them step by step in the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and as always, my offsider and co-host, Mitchell Lorenzo. Thank you for having me on the show, Mr. Baxter. And I know I'm usually the Segway King, but today needs no introduction. We're going to talk about end of financial year, five tips and tricks. Five tips and tricks for the end of financial year. It's, it's looming up. It seems to come around quicker and quicker every year, hey? Tell me about it. We're at that time again. We're a couple of weeks out from June 30, the big date. Uh, and there's a couple of things that we know we can be doing in the lead up to that, not after it, but before yeah. it to make it a better experience. Yeah. And, l- and let's hope all of our listeners have had a great financial year, one for the record books in terms of their uh, profitability. I know you've had a good one yourself. So Thank it's you. always uh, always good to come home with a wet sail. So yeah, here we are going into June 30. Five things that you probably need to get nailed uh, to make sure you get it squared away because it is a hard deadline. Uh, you know, you can't sort of change things after the fact so this next couple of weeks are a really pivotal time for be taking action and I guess the uh, uh, the first thing I'd say always is you know get great advice and be prepared to pay tax it seems to be that sort of mental game that we uh, like to set our, ourselves up for let's get a win over the ATO let's not do that you got to pay your tax be as square as you can with it get great advice accept the fact that it's going to be payable and play within the uh, the rules of the game and you're going to be fine and I think when people try to blur the lines and pull one over, not a smart strategy, very expensive place to go if you get it wrong and uh, huge amounts of stress. So best place to avoid is uh, is getting on the wrong side of the ATO. Absolutely. And today, by uh, no and, means, and on that note, on that, um, uh, by the way, uh, if anyone finds themselves in that situation, I have an exceptionally good tax lawyer. Feel free to reach out if you need help in that space uh, because that's, that's his uh, area of expertise. Nice. As I was saying, we by no means are giving advice today. These are just tips and tricks that you and I personally have implemented. So we're talking from experience today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's always the best way to listen from experience. It's not uh, not theoretical, that's for sure. So what do you got for us first up? All right, number one, let's talk about super. That's the obvious one. Mm. Stick it in. Absolutely. The limits for what you can contribute to your super uh, have increased 27,000 now. So uh, that's an increase of a couple of grand. Make sure you get your full whack in super if you're in a position to pay everything in there. One of the I guess one of the big shortfalls, a lot of people when they're self-employed, the last thing they worry about is, is oh, put money in super, it's about keeping the money in the business and growing it. But you do get that ability to put your money in uh, as, a, uh, as a deductible expense, and I'd certainly encourage people to do that as fulsomely as possible. 27 is, a, uh, is the tax-free threshold on that and get it in. So just to clarify, AB, let's say you've got 100 grand in retained profits and you take 27 out into your super mm-hmm. and then taxed on the remaining thereafter, Correct, is that right? Yep. So pretty much a full tax deduction. How awesome mm-hmm. is that? Got to have them. And, uh, and it's your retirement that you've got to plan for because, you know, we are in tricky times in the economy. Um, you know, when you plow all your money back into your business, that's okay if the business is growing and it's got a level of longevity. But if you've plowed all your money back into your business and haven't taken care of your retirement and the business falls over, you're left with nothing. And that's an awful place to be. All right. Well, let's talk about something... Uh Maybe not just, not as fun, but ultimately just as important. That's prepaying your obligation. So, for example, you've got a credit card with the business, mm. and it's not due until you know. However, after July, yep. prepay it, right? Absolutely, bring it in so that the money's debited out. Um, yeah, you know, in this tax year, you get the deduction this tax year, uh, and it's, it, it may not be a lot. It can be quite significant. You know, if I look at what our monthlies are on our corporate cards, you know, I'd, I'd rather have that tax deduction this year than next, particularly given the inflationary environment we're in, because money today is worth a lot more than what it's going to be worth, you know, this time next year. 
be careful with that too. I've actually had an interesting story. A friend mm. of mine, it's not pertaining to credit cards, but something similar in that notion, was actually donating to charity mm. for the end of financial year. He put the payment through on June 30 and mm. it didn't actually clear until July. So he didn't actually get the tax deduction yep. that financial year. Do it with a couple of days to spare. Yeah, but you've got to give, this, is, this isn't this is about running it into the wire. This is about taking the action steps in the couple of weeks prior to so that all of the stuff is washed through and, and is allocated cash flow wise specifically to the account and the entity that it belongs to. Doing stuff on, on, on June 30, it, it's too late. This is the preparatory work. And it's about that couple of weeks of, of, of getting it in early so that you're not rushing, making silly decisions or, or not getting the full benefit of the actions that you undertake. And, and look, for anyone listening that's going, oh, this all sounds, you know, this is how the rich get rich. It, it, it's just common sense stuff. There are a set of rules that are out there, uh, which we all have to abide by. If you pay as you go, it, it is really tough. You know, let's say if I take my in-laws that are both retired teachers, there's very little available to you as a pay as you go employee in, in, in that space. Um, you know, maybe negative gearing is about the extent of it. Um, and so it, it, it's just what it is. But if you are in a position where as a business owner or you're self-employed, then yeah, the, the, the scope for um, deductibility is a little bit different. I'll go back to um, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad with Robert Kiyosaki, one of my good friends and very early mentors. And you know, the notion of becoming a business owner does open that notion of tax deductibility, both in the US and of course here in Australia. So there is an incentive. Um, and, and you know, the flip side of that incentive is as a business owner, there's a lot more stress too, because you don't have job security that someone that's pay as you go perhaps has. And there's other challenges, likely more accountant fees, BAS statements, all that kind of yeah, stuff that goes with it, right? Absolutely. You don't get the rainbow without the storm. Absolutely. Well, moving on to point number three, tips and tricks. What about the instant asset write-off or claims in mm. general? Yeah, I think, you know, go through what you're entitled to claim. And again, this is why I think getting advice and, and not just advice, but getting good advice is, is key. Getting a good accountant and getting good advice is a challenge. And I think, you know, over the years, uh, 20 so twenty. Two, 23 years I've been in Australia, I've probably had two, maybe three good accountants in that time uh, and a lot of pretenders that, that don't deliver. So get good advice, make sure it's legitimate uh, and no one's trying to sort of cut corners or do anything that's a little bit shady, um, but find out what you're entitled to. And through COVID, for example, you know, there were a number of deductions that were made available to businesses to, to help weather the storm. The instant asset write-off was one of them. Make sure you, you you know you really do look into what you can claim and, and claim it as yours to be claimed. So an instant asset write-off, just to clarify for our listeners, AB, if you've bought a car mm. this financial year, you're effectively up to 60 grand, I think it is, getting 30% off your tax. Is that how it mm. works? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the specifics of the uh, the deductions, I'll leave that for the accountants to go through. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's an example. If you've bought a piece of equipment or machinery, then yeah, there is a deduction this year, uh, letting you deduct it up front rather than over a longer period of time, which is the norm. What else can you claim that maybe a lot of people overlook? Mm, look, things like um, income protection, for example, um, getting that so you, you've got the ability to uh, to get your deduction on that. Uh, the list goes on. Uh, and I've seen some some strange ones over the time, you know, claiming for your dog uh, that's security uh, at your at your home and it's a little chihuahua or a poodle or something. It's hardly a, a, a guard dog uh, that's at a uh, at a site that's your machinery shed where all your tools of your trade are kept. So you've got to be a bit careful with those sorts of things. But there are, there are allowances 
chances that you can have if uh, in, in that space if the circumstances uh, present themselves. Um, again, you know, this is a moving feast and it's something that you need to get professional advice on. You know, I'm not an accountant and I'm not licensed or qualified to, to give tax advice, but as someone that's a, 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 a taxpayer and someone that's a business owner and someone that's engaged, you know, very solid professional accountants for a couple of decades, having these conversations and working out that list of things that you can tick off and say, yes, I can claim that. Yes, I can claim that. You know, the ATO have been pretty pretty good to work with over the last few years as things have been tight, tighter, you know, things like payment plans to, to, to pay off your tax if you're in a financial difficulty. But again, that notion of, yeah, be very minded of what you claim. So if you work from home, how much of the home do you claim uh, as, as a work-related expense? And then if it's your primary place of residence, be careful because when you sell the house, if you've been claiming a deduction as work from home, then you're going to be likely to be paying some tax on, on your primary place of residence when you sell it because it's not tax-free now. You can't have two cracks at the same deduction so you just need to have a game plan in play and you need professional help for that sort of stuff kind of the rainbow without the storm once one, one person one to- once told me <laughs> yeah and, and so there's a big difference if you rent versus if you own if you rent then the chances are you want to claim some space at home for working from home if you own the place you probably don't totally mm. let's not forget two briefcase that's an easy one fully taxed exempt one briefcase per year yeah look and a, and a nice one of that i hope you know you've got to create a good image uh, logbooks there's a simple example for your car if you have a car uh, that you're claiming uh, a mileage allowance so you're claiming, claiming a, a fixed amount or using a logbook um yeah making sure that you've got that documentation uh, squared off is again an important step in the process yeah well speaking of documentation fourth tip and this is it should be an obvious one, but it is one that most people overlook, and that's keeping your paperwork, receipts, yeah. documents, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, look, this is, this gets a lot easier with with technology. There are a lot of apps now where you can just suck stuff straight up into zero and, and, and keep track of all of that. Um, but I think you know, for your big expenses, it's very very important to keep a paper trail. Uh, also, from a warranty perspective, I suppose if they're if they're, if it's a, if it's a you know a good that you're purchasing. Um, but yeah, uh, and ha- it used to be this Herculean task where you've got the archive box full of stuff keep it really simple bank account statements um so you can see the interest that you've accrued but also you know your statements if you've got paper statements if you don't get paper statements download them and print them off and have them there because then you've got them forever and a day um obviously you've got to keep them for a couple of years and then you can then you can shred them or burn them as they as they become less relevant um same with your credit card statements and then yeah have another box that's just got all your invoicing uh in there and and, and keep it pretty straightforward but how long does it take to do that not long you just got to be organized and, and once it's done it's done done for so that's usually uh, my job. Uh, my birthday is in early July, and um, it's one of the things I like to get done before my birthday is to get everything from the end of financial year done. So, if I look at, for example, w- with a financial services company, we, we we have to do an annual audit, an FSL audit, uh, and as my auditor well knows, I like to be first cab off the rank. So we've already got everything done. We've had a pre-audit meeting. We've got uh, pro forma books done up to the point in time we can, and then there's just going to be the gap between now and the end of financial year to in the numbers and then provide them literally on around about the 3rd of July to our auditor to commence our FSL audit. So I like to be organised and get it squared off early. It's done and and you can sort of move forward knowing that you've got the, the, the details and everything squared away from the previous year. Music to my ears, you know, I love just being just as organised. And this is probably something that if you're listening to this and it's two weeks away from end of financial year, start doing next year because you're not going to be able to get all your paperwork back for the last year successfully in that time, are you? And, and, and here's another one for anyone that's a, a, a property 
property person, yourself included as a, yes. as a property investor, is, is to get that depreciation report done oh, by yeah. the quantity surveyor. And, and, and this is an area that so many people overlook. Um, you know, you're entitled to a, a number of different levels of depreciation, depending on whether it's a new build, uh, fair wear and tear, and various other things within there. And, and getting getting a depreciation report done professionally, I don't know what it's going to cost you, somewhere five, six, seven hundred bucks a 500 year. Five hundred bucks, it costs me um, nothing. Which is which is in itself is a tax deduction, um, and uh, and the the nature of that report will enable you to claim multiples of that over the duration of your uh, your ownership of that property. And again, this isn't about the rich playing the system. There are a ser- I, I pay millions of dollars of tax, and I'm happy to pay millions of dollars of tax. Is it fair? It's what I've got to pay. But there are also rules if I've got to pay it that I'm I'm also allowed to claim. So you know, I think I pay more than my my fair share. And if I'm allowed deductions, well, I'm allowed my deductions. They're the rules I didn't set them. And and this moral compass is very very important because a lot of people out there do look quite jaded at this because of their circumstances. And I understand that. As I said, if you're a pay-as-you-go employee, you're fairly limited on what you can claim. Um, but also, you know, your life is probably relatively a lot simpler too because you get a week-to-week paycheck without really having to um, then find an accountant and go through all of the the, the bits and pieces to go around that. Um, if your structuring is, is more complex, if you are a business owner, self-employed, you've got investment properties and other forms of, uh, of investment in the stock market, managed funds, self-managed super, there's a lot more work that needs to be done on there. And, and I guess the key takeaway on this is to get great advice, get to the party early don't be, oh, yeah, I'm meant to do a depreciation report for my investment property on the 29th of June. It's just not going to happen. And, and, and you're going you know, to miss out on what you're legally allowed to claim. Um, so getting to the party early is, 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 is a huge part of that. And build up that network, that ecosystem around you of advisors that can help make sure that you're, you're, you're playing by the rules, number one. You're not trying to cheat your way to, to, to getting a write-off or a deduction. Uh, but more importantly, you're also getting everything that you're entitled to as well. You know, And it's a, it's, a, it's a level playing field then. It's not unfair. There are a set of rules and you play within the rules. If you don't like the rules, um, then that's what we just had an election for to sort out <laughs> who's, who's making them. And I guess it's important to note too, just because you're applying any of these tips and tricks that we've spoken about today doesn't mean you're not going to be paying tax. No. It makes a small difference, but every yeah. difference counts. Here's a final one for you. You can pay your tax using your credit card. Can you? Um, you know, so ATO bills, you can, you, you pay, a, 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 obviously you pay a, a transaction fee for doing that, but you can use your credit card to pay um, your ATO uh, bills. So that might enable you to be able to then space out your payments over a period of time, get the benefit of the, the, the frequent flyer points or whatever might be coming alongside that as well. Um, so, you know, when you get to pay it, at least get some benefit from paying it by, by racking up some points on your card. No wonder your Amex has so many points. <laughs> yeah. It's Pay too much tax. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things. Um, but then, you know, we're we're in a blessed world where, you know, we get a great life, work hard for it, and, and, and you do have to pay your tax and it provides support and services for those people that maybe are less fortunate. And that's, that's the world that we live in and everyone's got to pay their fair share. Interestingly enough, you know, in the US, there's the midterms coming up and one of the things they're looking at is the review of the tax adjustments that were made under the Trump administration. And, you know, there's some pretty big tax changes there and those rules have helped some and not others. That's what the rules are there for. You've got to play within them. And I keep going back to it. Get great advice, 
um, you know, whatever you pay your accountant, they should be able to save you in multiples of uh, if they're providing you with the right kind of advice. And if you're in a situation where you're a pay-as-you-go employee, um, you know, getting an investment property, uh, a negatively geared one, is, is, is somewhere you are going to get some level of deductibility. That then opens up the gambit for you to have that depreciation report and the other things there. So you will get your opportunity to get some deductions. It's just done in a, a little bit of a more difficult way when, when you're on a salary. Great insight, AB. Short little punchy episode, nonetheless, very important. Get organised, get yourself sorted into financial year. Here we come. 100%. And most importantly, get that money into your super. And if, you, if, you, if you've got the ability to make additional voluntary contributions to, to soak up uh, as much of your, your, your allowable uh, deductions in there, take that chance to do it. Because if you can get that money working, it gets you out of the game earlier and you get a better quality of life down the track. There you go. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks, AB. Absolute pleasure, Mitch. There you have it, guys. Make sure you give us a review and a rating, and we'll look forward to hosting you next week.